I'm Nels Anderson. And I'm Jesse Turner. And this is Terminal 7. Episode 6. 6. Time we've done this. That's great. We're still I, going. It's yeah. good. I was not expecting to finish half of one, so I think we're, <laughs> I think we're doing pretty good. <laughs> it's like this is this is a, this, there's a continuation here. Yeah, yeah. A continuity. I like it. Mm. Back to just you and me. Yep. After Quinn's awesome appearance. Oh, that was great. Time. That was a lot of fun. But I do think we want to get more guests on in the future, or at least more Quinn's. Oh, for yeah. sure. I mean, that, that's a given. <laughs> but definitely guests. That's what yeah. I crave. But yeah. yeah, more people's hope, hopefully in the flesh. Uh, or we can probably Skype in more people. Yeah, and Skype, I thought Skype worked out not too yeah, bad. Yeah, um, And there's some events coming up in the near-ish future, too, that I'm going to see if I and maybe you can get a, uh, a portable recorder oh. and take to events and just do some quicker hey, like, hey, interviews with people. Lightning rounds. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be good. Cool. A diversity, a large chorus. Ah, there we have it. Um, so, of course, the probably the most notable thing in, in the old world of Netrunner is the latest data pack in the spin cycle, the fourth? I lost count. Yeah, Malo Tempora was three. Second thoughts. Oh, that's second. Okay. Oh, it's so, all yeah. coming together. So, the fourth data pack, True Colors, just came out, and it has some cool cards in yeah, it. Yeah, definitely, definitely they, does. I mean, some... they, all, they all do, yep. but there were some things in here that were, I was digging. Cool, cool. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit. Obviously, we won't run through everything because that is what buying the cards or the internet is for. Yeah, and those guys <laughs> cover it very well. Uh, yes. Team Covenant again did the yeah. the one hour long, uh, one hour long discussion of True Colors, which is great. That is very. They're, good. They're, they're, they're so good. <laughs> Tim is Tim is a riot. Like, oh, I don't know. Great stuff. Yes, Covenant, by the way. Um, but we can certainly talk about some of our favorites. Yep. What? What? What, what is? Uh, let's go runner side first. Runner side. What's some uh, of the stuff that jumped out of you? Uh, key keyhole's cool. I think. I figured you would like. I think keyhole. keyhole's cool. I like. I like the, the mindless destruction. So of what, keyhole. what? What does keyhole do? So keyhole. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read it right here, yep. so I don't mess it up. So it cost. A, so it's a four cost program with yep. two mu. That's the big thing. Big thing. Two mu. Uh, three splash influence. And it says, click. And it's an Anarch card. Uh, sorry, Anarch card. It is, yep. a, it is a red card. Click. Make a run on R&D. If successful, instead of accessing cards, look at the top three cards of R&D, trash one of those cards at no cost, even if it cannot normally be trashed. The corpse shuffles R&D. So that, that card really mixes it up. Yeah, that's pretty bonkers. Yeah. If So what's crazy is that, I mean, you can install that, run, and then if, if for some reason they can't get into R&D because, oh, you're playing Rana Roja and you put a Rook on R&D and now it's just way too expensive to raise that up. Like, literally, they don't have the money to protect R&D. You can install that thing, run an R&D three times, and see nine cards. That's true. Yeah, wow. That is bananas. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if they're traps or whatever because... Yeah, you're not accessing them. You're not accessing You're just so looking no, at them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, of course, even if there are agendas in there, you aren't going to get those agendas. They're just going to go into the archives. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, if, if I mean, of course, you always have to consider, like, oh, shit, the corporation might have Jackson Howard on the table or one in their hand or whatever. So then they'll just pull anything you milled back. Yeah. Um, so you can hit it twice and then go for the archives. Sure. Or you can leave it. Or you just keep pounding it till there's so many agendas in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that one Jackson Howard isn't enough. Yeah, this card feels like you're giving your scouting party bazookas. Yes. Right? Like, <laughs> you're getting a big chunk of the deck to see, and it's always new, and it's always fresh, yeah. and you're also getting rid of something. So Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that, like, once again, information is tremendously valuable, because especially if you're playing against somebody 
who you haven't played before at a tournament or whatever, and then all of a sudden you're seeing a bunch of fast advance cards, you're like, okay, well, I know what the deal is. Or if you're seeing like a bunch of tagging stuff and they're playing Wayland, you're like, well, tagging bag's coming. Yeah. But then if, if then so it's a one, you get the information about what those kind of important, you know, keystone cards are. But then you can also potentially get rid of some of them. Like blowing up a sand sand for free? That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crazy, crazy card. I think it's gonna see even though it's got it's a little steep on the MU. Yeah. Like you don't I mean not a little steep. Like, like it is I think it is appropriately yes, steep. Yes, definitely. <laughs> but also people are, are I I think they're missing the point. Like you don't need to heap it out all the time. Yeah. Like use it it's like it's it's like a sneak door, right? It's yeah. like it's like they're drop it and use it and then sure clear it yeah, if, if, really if need you can to. use that over a couple turns and like manage to pick up four points with it. It's done. It's work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, runner side for you. Anything? Um, runner side for me. I like activist support. It's kind of weird. Really? It's kind of weird. <laughs> no. So, so yeah, right. Okay, so okay. People okay. Grow up about it, but I mean, so what it does is just, it's a one credit resource. You install it, and then when your when the corp when the corp so you you install it, not, not nothing happens right away. Right. When the corpse turn begins, you take one tag if you have no tags. When your turn, the runner's turn, begins, give the corporation one bad publicity if he or she has no bad publicity. Okay. So, by virtue of the fact that it generally gives you a tag before it actually does anything, the corporation can certainly blow it up if they want. That's but, that, like, if there was just a card that's, that was a one-click operation that says, on the corporation's next turn, they lose two credits and have one less click... i play that all You day. would play that, yeah, yeah. right? And so if that's the only thing this card does... That's still pretty rad. I actually would use these when in my wizard siphon deck when yeah. I was loaded with tags. Yeah, I, and you I, don't I would, care. Yeah, I, I would actually use Armitage code busting for that. I play right. a full Armitage just so they spend their meager resources to blow it up. Right. So I guess I can I can I can see that card coming yeah. in here. And I also like the card because it's setting a state of the game. Yes. Like the runner is a. Uh, like the runner's tagged, the corp knows is, and the corp's a bad person who's got bad publicity. Like I like that there's a, yeah. a stasis there. Yeah. That's that's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, of course, like the big downside is it sets you up to other tag vulnerability, right? I mean, yeah. of course, you could like do something with like uh, New Angeles City Hall where you can just get rid of the tag right away, and that's kind of cool. I mean, yeah. obviously that's very combo-y and specific, but it's not that I think it's the most awesome card ever. But I'm like, ah, it's kind of cool and interesting and different, and it still feels like there's going to be something coming down the road. That, that blow this wide open. Well, yeah, that that like really publish punishes the corporation for bad publicity, right? Because from the very first uh, card pack in the spin cycle frame job, that's the one where you give up an agenda and, the and double click and and two clicks, right? Yeah, and you sacrifice an agenda, and the corporation immediately receives a bad publicity, and that seems bonkers. Like even I mean, bad publicity early in the game can obviously add up to quite a lot of money, but still, you're getting rid of. An agenda, and that sucks. <laughs> so it yeah. feels like there's still w- kind of one piece of the big puzzle that really makes having a lot of bad publicity, well, bad, that just isn't there yet. Yeah, and also with, with cards that forfeit agendas, that seems like FFG's giving the runner a different way of winning, whether it yeah. be deck like deck the corp or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and it's just those those other bits like aren't quite there yet. It seems like yeah, and it's got a splash of two, so it's they yeah. they must see the power in it somewhere because yeah. for two splash isn't anything to sneeze at. Yeah. Um. What else in what was the state like? In true, true colors. colors. <laughs> true colors. Right. <laughs> what else in true colors? True did, colors. Did you dig on the runner? I'm actually just cycling through it really quick here. But true colors. Uh. The, well, punitive Counter Strike. Right. I, I believe that's what uh, it's called. That's a corporate card. 
Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. We're still on runners. I actually, I actually don't think the runners got that big of a boost. This, the, the, yeah, you, 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 you go. Because... You didn't like your lawyer up. Yeah, you okay. love account siphon. You're addicted to account siphon. Yeah, lawyer up. Lawyer up is just is just insane to me. I like. I know it's. So it it's, is a. Sorry, sorry. Yes, lawyer, lawyer up. Cost two. It's in a double event. Yep. It's criminal. Two credits, two clicks. Two credits, two clicks. Remove up to two tags and draw three cards. Yeah. So that's like it should say like play after. You've account siphoned. Yeah, <laughs> and put like sm- like smash the corpse face into the wall. Yeah, it's it's just and it's only one point of influence. Yeah, so you can cross, you can outsplash this yeah. into your other siphon yeah. decks. I mean, even if all the even if all this did was just let you draw three cards, like that is a much it's a, it's a lower influence version of diesel that other people could use, right? Even that's not that bad. But the fact that you could also throw away some tags, yeah. It's pretty boss. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it combos very nice with Account Siphon. Yeah. Which is, of course, just what we need. Yep. More reasons I... for people to play Account Siphon. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, again, Criminal's getting these these all-star cards. Yeah. Um, they, they're they notorious for that, I guess. Yep. Because uh, they also got uh, the most efficient Sentry Breaker. Yes. Which is Garot. It's yep. A, gar- is that how you say Garot? it? Garot. 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 And it's like the piano wire, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, it's uh, criminal two two MUs. I love these heavy MUs coming yeah, out. By yeah, the way, yeah. I love that. It it is it is a good balancing mechanic. I think that it hasn't been used a ton yeah. yet. Like um, I, I want to see some stupid three MU program <laughs> that just does something awesome, right? Like, um, so it costs seven. Yep. Uh, it's an it's an icebreaker killer, so it goes after sentries. Uh, set strength of two, uh, one to one to plus one strength and one to break sentry subroutine. So it's like. Corroder, but for centuries. Yeah, uh, expensive. Uh, th- three to splash and seven to bring out. Yeah. But we're seeing like torch. We're seeing a lot of the big, the big, yeah. heavy hitters now. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and um, I, I, I guess criminals need the most protection against centuries. I guess that's why they give them these. Yeah, probably. I mean, each faction kind of has the one breaker that they're the Specialty. best with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like corpse, uh, corpse criminals have the best killers. Shapers have the best decoders, and anarchs have the best fractors. That's yes, fractor. Right. Yeah, yeah, fractors. Yeah. Um. Which is interesting. The uh, the the other thing that I dug in True Colors, which I will almost certainly use, is you got it, Sharpshooter. Sharpshooter, yes. It's a new shaper program. One credit, one MU to install. Splash of one, so it's really cheap across the board. Um, and what it does is it's base strength three, one credit to boost its strength by two, and the only thing it can do is you trash it. And it can break any number of destroyer subroutines. And destroyers are those mean pieces of ice that blow up your programs. Yeah, they're almost all sentries. They most might likely, not be yeah. exclusively sentries, but they're primarily sentries. And it's stuff like Archer and Ichi. And Roto. And Roto Turret and stuff like that, um, which is really, really bad if you just happen to blunder into one of them. <laughs> That's right, yeah. It, and uh, it's great because the pitcher's actually it's screwing up an Archer. Like oh, a bow. yeah, it's totally what because it is. Because it's totally spend three bucks and... Ignore, ignore this yeah, archer. Ignore archer. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been running a Chaos Theory uh, Fairy Rush deck recently, which okay. is actually really cool and fun. Um, but I would totally put in one of these as well. Definitely. Because I've got yeah. uh, I've got two fairies. Because three fairies is nine influence. It's so heavy. much. Um, so two fairies and then one of these. So if, like if the thing you blunder into is just archer, you can bring it up more cheaply and get rid of this with this and still have your fairies for Save the sentries that yeah. do other bad stuff. Um, yeah, Sharpshooter's cool, and I will totally play it. Yeah, easy to splash, and it's a really useful card. Yeah. It'll even p- protect your Opus when you early res it, right? Like, I don't know. It's a, Yeah, that's true. It's good all over the board. That's true. Yep, I dig it. 
Okay, so on corporation side... Can we go over one hilariously strange card? Oh, yes, absolutely. Which is Starlight Crusade funding. Oh, yes. So this is another thing. It seems like it's it's okay now and will only get better <laughs> I, in the future. I, I guess, but this puts you up at such a deficit. I guess if you are... Okay, so sorry to... To mention what the card does, yep. it's a resource. It costs one. When it's you're neutral. It's so neutral, so no you can put influence. it anywhere. When your turn begins, lose a click. Ignore any additional costs on each double event you play. Yep. So it basically makes all double events only cost one click again, but you better be using just about one per turn. <laughs> yeah. But 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 I've this was mentioned by the Covenant guys. I thought it was great because they kept bringing up like, oh well, Aesop's pawn shop. Like any card, it was it was actually quite funny because any card that came up, they're like, Aesop's pawn shop. You can get three bucks off it. So, <laughs> but this is when when you actually play it. Um, its effect takes turn immediately, right? So if you have double events, you want to use that turn. Ah, right? yeah, that's true. That's true. But it, you, so, you can put it in. You can put it into play on your first click, and, and so do, it's already do, after exactly. your turn has begun. And do some double events. Oh, but, yeah. th- but then again, I guess that's the same thing as its effect. I don't know. I'm I mean, probably you can play not. two. <laughs> you can still you can play two, and then still have one more click to, to, to run or whatever. Right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, that, again, that's really corner case. So yeah, yeah, when yeah. this is going to become more interesting is the last data pack in the spin cycle. The sixth one is called Double Time, and I think it is primarily, if not exclusively, all double, double click events. events. Wow. Okay. So when that happens, there's going to be way more because right now there's perfection. There's probably like or three. Yeah. Like, there isn't a ton, but there's been a lot in in this whole cycle, um, and Double double Time will have a bunch more. So I think when Double Time is out and then this cycle is complete, then some some of this stuff will cool. come into the fore. I, I, I find I have the same thing with Double Events, which is just an event that costs a little bit more and an extra click. Yeah. Um, with Double Events and Illicit Ice, when they came out, I was more excited for them, th- and then when they came out, they didn't seem too big. Yeah. But I know it's because they need to balance the game properly. Yeah. Like, they can't just start making insane power creep cards and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, but. that's trouble. But actually, now that you mention that, like, I could, I, it would be fun to have a big, crazy deck of double events. Yeah. Like, and use I, that. I could totally see that. Yeah, and especially if you're in Shaper and you do have Aesops and you can get rid of that thing when you finally want to get rid of it. Yeah. Eh, it's not too bad, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, or ask the corporation nicely to blow it up. Or yeah, yeah, it's like, listen, man, this thing's giving me a lot of problem. Can you get rid of it? Yeah. Um, so over on the corpse side, mm-hmm. what do you dig? I I love panic button. You love panic button? I, oh, I, I was not expecting that. That is the best. No, because panic button, I I can picture it myself like I I got right. So what's it do? Okay, sorry, panic button. It's a it's an upgrade. Install only on the root of HQ, so yep. only on your hand. It it's costs. A, it's HB. Hospiroid. Yep. It has one influence, yep. which is great because I'll use it then. Uh, it costs one to bring out, to res, sorry. Yep. And uh, its ability is one credit, draw one card. Use this ability only during a run on HQ. And what it doesn't say is use this ability until you draw into your killer combo or, or, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I got 30 bucks, I'll draw 29 cards, yeah. and then next turn you're going to be dead. Well, see, the thing is, is that um, you don't need to discard until the end of your own turn. So you have one super turn, yeah. chock full of your entire yeah. deck. So if you're playing like, I don't know, Cerebral Imaging or something, oh, yeah, and that's, you already yeah. had like 30 credits with only 10 cards in your hand, you're like, well, let's just double the amount of cards I've got. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but still, it's like, you know what could really work here? Because he did it successfully run. You know what could really work here? Sea Source Double Scorched. I'll just draw. Until I get it. Until I get it. Yeah. And 
don't know. I I I do kind of like that card. It's it because it's crazy. Because it's yes. it's like a very crazy card. Yeah, and the the actual like, oh god, you're just hitting the button hitting over the button. and over, just yeah. more, more, more. Yeah, there's very there, there's a tangibility there. Yeah, which is like there's almost this immediacy between what you're doing, like what the card does, and what the player is doing, and what actually happens in the game state. That that's I find right. That's very right. Very pleasing. Yeah, and I it was gonna be. I mean, pay one draw. Pay one, draw. Pay yeah. one, draw. Like it's, yeah. or it's like I'll draw twelve. But yeah. the crap, act of crap, like, crap, crap, yeah. crap. <laughs> I, I, I do, I do like that card quite a bit. That pleases me. The other HP card that I really like is you always, oh. Fenris. 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 What's is, Fenris? Uh, illicit ice. So whenever it's resed, you the corporation takes one bad publicity. It's a sentry. Res cost of four. Strength of two. It has two subroutines. First one. Do one brain damage. Like no escaping. Yep. It's Do not, one brain not, damage. It's not a bioroid. Nope. It's not <laughs> Can't click through it. You just they take a brain damage in your brain. And then the second one is end the run. So even crazier. Yep. Yeah. I so like this end card. End the run sentries, super uncommon. Yep. There aren't many of them. And low cost end the run sentries, also not very, com- uh, not very common at all. Um, and at least it has some strength, so it doesn't automatically just crumple under to pipeline parasite. <laughs> or parasite. Yeah, and parasite. Okay. Parasite. I meant like literally go off the table, disappear. Right. Yep. Um, yeah. So I've put this three copies of this into my like damage focused infinity deck. <laughs> oh my god! And what you do, what seems to work almost every freaking time, is if you get Fenris and Sundew. Early on, you put the Sundew down, you put the Fenris in front of it. No. For some reason, no. people hate the existence of Sundew. Yeah. Like, it's potent, but it's not like a thing you need to deal with, like, immediately. But lots of people seem to think so. So you'll have people face check the ice that's in front of Sundew. Like, I found, like, wow. eight times out of ten. And then as soon as someone even has one point of brain damage on them, it is so much easier to flatline. Oh, I bet. So much easier. Wow. And it's un- and it, you don't have to rely on any, like, trap, exposed craziness. It's just you put something, you put down a nice sundew, and this thing's in front of it. I mean, obviously, this thing is not great as late-game eyes. It's still, I mean, it's got two subroutines, so even when people drop that bloody mimic that I just Oh, yeah. Lies, the existence of this is making me run mimic all the time now. Yeah. Which is... But at least for mimic, it's still, you got to pay two credits. Yeah. Unlike it's still taxing. Neural Katanas is just the one. Yeah. Um, you know, swordsman still just the one because people, if they have mimic, they don't have any eye breaker that they care about probably. Yeah, um, great, so yeah. great art too. It's it's the dog that bit off the hand right in the Viking folklore, right? Yes, yes, the yeah, yeah. awesome, awesome art was on it, that one. Was it tear? Did he bite off tear? Yes, hand? he did bite off tear. Sound, I believe yeah. that's it. We're doing yeah. a bit of research on the old Nordic stuff. So yeah, there you go. There we have it. Is it because you've been playing Banner Saga? No, no, but the, okay. but that that that's a gorgeous game. Yes. Um, not that that is a video game. That is it's, not a card game. That is but, a video gorgeous video game. Yeah, it is an awesome video game. And if people who like turn based games like like tactics based XCOM yeah. and across with Oregon Trail, actually. If you yes. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. People should check it out. Cool. Go Stoic Studios. Yes. Good good job, guys. Yeah, they are awesome and they're very small. It's like three people. Anyway, um what else did you like in Corpse Town? Um, so I I will say punitive counter strike. That's just a yes. that's it's punitive counter strike's awesome. It whoops, it's a uh, it's Operation Black Ops. Cost three. It's from Waylon, of course. Of course. Two splash. Trace five, which is nothing to slouch at. Yeah. If successful, do meat damage to the runner equal to the number of agenda points on agendas he or she stole during his or her last turn. Yep. So, at the plugged in tour, this is how I lost to Netrunner's lead designer, Lucas Litzinger. He was playing a Gentaki deck that had this splashed. I hit a fetal, and I... Th- Think, and I stole it. He was, so playing, three. he was playing personal evolution. So okay. I, I got the feed AI, taking three net damage total. I think I drew back up 
one or two cards, and then this plus, I believe, a Neural EMP, and that was just it. Wow. Game over. Yeah. Yep. That's, I I kind of want to see this card played in a deck with... Um, I want to see this card in like a super light, lean NBN deck running only three offs. Um, uh, sorry, three-point agendas. So I want to I want I want my turn to be like face down, like face down Pryrek, face down Pryrek, put an ice on my HQ, go. Yeah. And I want him to just rob both those. And I want to just punch him for like six. <laughs> I, like I I, I just I, vomit all your money to the punitive character. Yeah, strike. I just well, it's not even all that all my money. It's like it's a it's like a first turn win or a second sorry a second corp turn. Oh, as, win. Long, as long as you can land a trace. Sure, but yeah. if if they're like like what's he doing? Like, yeah. I I don't know. I just I I like the idea of just like. I find, I find that to be amazing and hilarious. Yeah, and, and so I, I actually started piecing it together, and it's fun because I, I don't like making... I love 40-card decks, so yeah. I'm, I'm kind of messing around with it, and it's it's, it's, it's shaping up, and I think it's going to be it's gonna be a fun time. Yeah. And, you know, I'll lose nine games out of ten, but that one, that yeah, one will just be... it'll be glorious. Yeah. What is what is another cool combo with Punitive Counter-Strike? It's another card I obviously dig from this set a lot. Shock. Oh, the Shock. The Jinteki asset. Um, it is kind of... Like a variant on Snare, it also has the exclamation point at the end of the name. Oh, great. Just like Snare, it's zero cost to res. Um, when the runner accesses it, they have to reveal it. They just take one net. All they do is the runner takes one net damage, and this card, unlike Snare, has trash cost of two. Mm. So if the runner wants to get rid of it, they got to pay two bucks. But the key thing about Snare is when the runner accesses Shock, you do one net, one net damage even if it's not installed. That means when Shock is in the archives, still deals one net damage. That means if there's two copies of Shock in the archives, <laughs> it deals two net damage. So what you can do is you put, if you just happen to have all your Shocks thrown away, or you can do this on purpose, toss them into the archives with, say, four points worth of Fetal AIs. Someone runs the archives finally, takes two points of damage from stealing both the Fetals, two points from the Shocks, then you drop punitive counter strike on the, on their next turn, dealing four or more points of damage. That's it, right? Yeah, it's 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 a. I think it's a real, a real game changer. Yeah. Shock is is it's not it's oh it's never gonna flatline anybody by itself, but it's just annoying enough that like yep. if someone pulls it out of your HQ, either they pay two bucks, or the next time they go at your HQ, it might just hit the damn thing again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I, I think that's gonna that's gonna. Fire Jinteki. I think we're going to see a lot of Jinteki yeah. um, after this. Uh... Yeah, and it doesn't cost anything to use, unlike Snare. Like, it breaks my heart every single time. Someone hits a Snare, and you got three bucks. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, oh, God damn it. You're like, okay, I, I can freely dig deep on Jinteki because he only has $3. Yeah. Like, that's always happens. And now you can just face plan into, like, two shocks. Yep. Well, you can just leave him there, let him draw into it. Like, yep. I don't know. Ah, I don't even know. Delightful. Very, very cool card. I liked Sweeps Week. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> NBN's reason they don't need to splash uh, Wayland Econ. I think, is, yeah, is, totally. is what this card is. It's a NBN operation, cost one, gain one credit for each card in the runner's grip. Now, that's, that's, it. that's cool yep. all the time. That's yep. a, I, I like the simplicity of it. I like the like the flavor of it's cool. Like the, It's like the news. It got everybody amped on it. Yeah. Like you made all this money. It's a very, very cool card. And it's basically uh, a hedge fund that NBN can use without needing five credits. Yeah. Like most of the time. Right? And, again, also it's, it's a very obvious, but it also turns Andromeda games around. Yep. Which you get cool. this first turn against Andromeda. Oh man! <laughs> I, w I, I want to get like two first turn. I just like. I <gasps> oh God, you could. You totally <laughs> yeah, could. Yeah, yeah. I want to get two and ice something. It's just oh, like Jesus. Yeah. Just like boom, eighteen credits. Yep. Well, sixteen, I guess, because you got to pay one to use it. Yeah, that's yeah. that is glorious. Um, 
And what's also what what I think what I think would be the most delightful opening hand against Andromeda ever. <laughs> Sweeps Week and Invasion of Privacy. Oh yeah, oh that'd be great. Oh delicious. <laughs> wow. Yeah, good. <laughs> that would that that would be a fun play for yep. sure. Um and the, the the last thing that I really dug in here was RSVP. Oh uh, yeah. The NBN Codegate Ice. It is three to res, four strength, just has one subroutine. The subroutine is the runner cannot spend any credits for the remainder of this run. So that means they cannot spend credits to break any ice that's behind RSVP. Trash anything? They can't spend any credits. Trash anything? Uh, I mean, stuff that's zero, right. you can still trash because you're not, you're not paying. paying anything. That's you, know, right. you have to have a material loss to be spending a credit, right? Right. Um, but otherwise, like, obviously you can put that this makes anything with the red herrings on it unstealable, <laughs> and you can't even trash the red herrings because so it costs just, a buck to trash. Yeah, it's cool, Carl. Um, RSVP in front of Fetal AI... Yeah. Fantastic. They can't even score it. Because they take guess. two net damage and they, can't, and they can't steal it. Yeah. So and it's it's four strength, so it's just out of Yogg range. I mean, if someone's running Yogg, they probably are also gonna have data suckers, but at least it's not free yep. to walk through with Yeah, yeah the, the four strength code gates are is a good number for yeah. code gate to be. I agree. Yeah. And it kind of has that chum effect too, right? Where if you put this in front of another piece of ice, they might not even. They're probably might, just going to jack out. So it's yeah. so it has a soft end the run, yeah. I guess you could say. As yeah. long as there's something behind it. Yeah, sure. Man, sure. Man, it's cool. I, 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 and it's only two influence, right? Yeah, that's two, right. Two yeah. influence. So I will probably also try this in some Jinteki time. Cool card. Very yeah. fun. I like Curtain Wall a lot because <laughs> yeah. it's Curtain Wall is the, the, the sledgehammer ice in this data pack. It that is, a, is exactly what it is. It is a Wayland barrier. Classic. Uh, cost 14, strength 6. If Curtain Wall is the outermost piece of ice protecting the server, it has plus 4 strength. Making bring it, it up to 10. 10. And it has 3 subroutines, and the run, and the run, and the run. And the great flavor text of, in quotes, end the game. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I like, I, and I, only 2 influence. And only 2 influence. Yep. I don't know if you're going to see it outside. I guess with the, Probably not a ton. But I think, Maybe an HP. I think this is bringing that oversight deck that's going to come and just yeah. Oh, so stomp. Yeah. The most glorious thing with this is oversight AI. Like, yeah. Without question, right? Like, oversighting an archer is awesome, but someone happens to have a fairy. Oh, yeah. Now you're in sad town. Poor archers. It breaks my heart every time I see all this, this junk runners get, and my archers are just looking more and more worthless. Right. <laughs> Or now sharpshooter. Sh yeah, sharpshooter especially. Yeah, but you oversight this thing. Oh my it, god, it's, it's gonna be tricky. Beast. Even e even fem tokening this, I'm just like I'm just throwing it out there. That's still three. That's still three bucks to, to bypass yeah. this thing. So yeah, it's I'm, heavy on the subs, heavy on the yep beef. I love oh, it. Big, no, it's good. Big fans. I am discovering increasingly that the like hot, he, at first it feels like oh you know more strength or more subroutines. Meh, it's just kind of like a nice trade off either way. But with the infinite proliferation of data suckers and other stuff. <laughs> it's more that, like, the, the 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 more subroutines a piece of ice has, the happier I am with it. Right. Um, and, yeah, I, so something with three subs is, even though they all do the exact same thing, like, the value isn't in, oh, it doesn't do different stuff. It's that they got to pay to break every single one of those bloody things. Yeah. And it is, ah, it's, it's yeah. glorious. So it's, so it's cool. Another yeah. really cool card for yeah. So that kind of covers the big stuff. I liked it. It's I, I like everything they ship. I don't know. I always yeah. find something about it. And they come out so quickly that we always have something to talk about. Yeah. Which is pretty great. Yeah, it's good. Uh, and yeah, True Colors, there's definitely stuff in here that will probably be going into a number of my decks in the future, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, so to continue uh, from last time when we talked about, we talked about with Quinns, we talked about HB and Shaper. Right. So I thought this time, 
This time we would have we would have Jesse's delight, <laughs> Drawbarian's delight. We would talk about Anarch and Wayland. Great, those are great great factions. Good 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 pick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, Let's start runner. We'll we'll start runner. Yeah, Anarch. Yeah. So, so Anarch at a super super high level, it, what it feels like is that the biggest thing runner is about uh, the the Anarch faction as runners is about is. Causing chaos. Yep. I mean, that's their theme anyway. Yeah, that's their name. I, also that, I, <laughs> I guess, it, to be very obvious. Yes, that is true. And I'm a giant idiot. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, like, they are generally the ones who just do stuff to the corporation that's crazy and annoying. Right. right. Like, they, more than any other faction, are good at just destroying the stuff the corporation has. Yeah. So like uh, and, and and for a game like Netrunner with a lot of permanence. Yes. That's pretty huge. Yeah. This isn't this isn't like it's not like magic or something where you put a creature down oh it's going to get in a fight with some other creatures it's going to die pretty soon. Right. Like in general once you put a piece of ice down it's there. It's going to stay there. Yeah. Cuz yeah. you had to invest a lot of money to bring it up. Um, and, but then if you're playing against Anarch, you're like, ah, Parasite, yeah. ah, Surge, and I'm going to run out with my data suckers, and now it has zero strength, even though it had eight before. Bye. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, oh, God. I do like I, I do like the surprise that kind of gotcha that yeah. they, the, the, they kind of bring to the game. Yeah. Um, and they're definitely like, that's the thing that is, more than anything else, that's what they're about. They're just about tearing stuff apart. Like, yeah. they have tons, more than any other faction. Um, maybe even almost exclusively, can they just destroy cards that normally can't be destroyed? Yep. Destroy ice. Um, there's gonna be cards in the future which basically lets them like collapse an entire server into nothing. Yeah, I'm wondering how they're gonna balance that up. Yeah. Like that's gonna be it's pretty bonkers. Yeah, I, I I really like them because things are cheap on their side typically. Like like yep. you don't need a lot of money to run a good anarch. I that found is true. which and and in a game where money is so important. Uh, important. Yeah. It's 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 cool to see a, a a a faction that you can you can get by with yeah little a little bit in your pocket mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, I also my favorite my my two my two iconic cards in this probably for, for Anarch I would have to pick they're both basically the same ish thing but we got Stimhack uh, if, so event wise so, yeah sorry event, event. yeah let's start with events yeah. um Stimhack is for like sure. is like awesome yeah. I just love it I, and I remember like newer players are always. Always afraid to take brain, brain damage because yeah. it's like because well again the permanence comes back yeah it's like oh this is forever my brain scarred forever yeah but what if my guy wants to retire what, <laughs> right like he has a date later like you know what I mean like, and and he can't uh, remember math yeah. <laughs> or his dad <laughs> yeah and and uh, Stimax so like zap fry your brain out but nine credits yep. out of nowhere and those credits I've seen them used so creatively oh yeah yeah because now especially now that there's all this like install while you're running type of stuff. Yeah, it's stim that, is just insane. I mean, in the course of it, stim hack was already crazy because, like, corporations, like, runner only has two bucks. He's okay. Like, like I know I can keep them out for one turn. And, and then just that boom, he's stim just hack. He's carving his nowhere. brain out and he's coming at you. Like yep. some weird jacked up zombie. I love right. it. It's great. Yeah, stim hack is bonkers, but yeah. a, a, a surprise that is still difficult to top in any other That's faction. Right. Yeah, like Crypsis and a stim hack. Um, one of my favorite things was played by Henry, uh, he he actually had to leave the tournament or something, so he had to make the game quick. So he first turned, he put down a, a sh- uh, sorry, a self modifying code, mm-hmm. and then I was just spectating the game. And he looks at me, and he looks back, and he's like, "Okay, here we go." And he just stims into this remote server. He just st- <laughs> stims self mod code, hoping that whatever he reses, he can just bring out and break. And he did, and he scored an early uh, wow uh, hands or something. But nice. it was it was cool. I was like, "No, that's awesome. That's, that's how sweet. that's how you run." Sweet. <laughs> how about you, 
event-wise. Uh, uh, the other one that seems very definitional, again, coming back to the fact that they're good about destroying stuff, is Demo Run. Oh, yeah, Demo Where, Run, yeah. Yeah, you just make a run on a central server. I mean, either HQ or R&D, because you're not going to... Everything in the archives is already trashed. <laughs> yeah, um, double trash. Yeah. Uh, and then you can just, for as many cards as you can normally access... Which can, is getting crazy now. Which is getting crazy. You can trash them even if they couldn't normally be trashed. Right. So using either medium or nerve agent, which are also pretty definitional in our cards, you can just blow away like four cards out of the, out of the corporation's R&D yeah. and then make a new run... And then see like five brand new cards. Yeah, you like gutted just... the fourth floor of their office building, right? Yeah, like that's what you're you're, you're doing there. <laughs> just take a whole slice right out of yeah. it. Just <laughs> top exactly. falls down. Yeah, yeah, it is crazy. Especially getting off like a, a three point demo run. Like yeah. it's hard to recover from that. It's yeah. it's a mean one. Yeah, there there was um in that in that chaos theory deck I was running that was uh it was about it was fairy rush and a bunch of HQ interfaces and eventually I pulled it out just because it was. Again, too combo-y and not super reliable, but it was the, the one of the, there was one demo runs, uh, no, two demo runs splashed and then two same old things. And once you get out like two or three HQ interfaces, just being able to obliterate the corporation's hand, especially <laughs> if they're playing fast advance, oh, it's yeah. fantastic. It's like, oh, there goes that biotic oh, labor. There two goes biotics. that sand sand. Oh, ah, that, too bad for yeah, you. Yeah, like that. Because a lot of the worst stuff is stuff that you can't normally trash. And if it's an operation... It's not like they're ever going to put it on the table for it to be vulnerable yeah. anyway. You just hold it there helplessly as you access it. Yeah. And then give and it back like, oh, to them. And then... Well, nice for you then. <laughs> yep. So being able to just be like, oh, God, now you can get rid of that stuff? Glorious. Yep. Very, very cool. Um, hardware, Anarch is actually very, very light on hardware. They have four pieces of the entire game thus far. Right. Three of which are consoles. Yeah, three of which are consoles. And the last one's Cyberfeeder. Yeah, right. the last one's Cyberfeeder. I, I um, love Spinal Modem. <laughs> I love Spinal Mode. Even I've played Spinal Modem and failed. I failed into like traces. I've, I've played against your, your trace deck with a Spinal Modem, but oh. I still love and Spinal And you still modem. won, goddammit! Yeah. <laughs> I did. With five points of brain damage! That's right, yeah. Oh. I, I guess I guess you weren't pulling up the nearly MPs or something no. in that deck, but it was it was pretty good because I basically built the, a terrible Kate deck. I don't even know what I was thinking. I literally, like, if, I must have built a drunk or something. <laughs> and I was I was stumbling into everything, and you were out tracing me all the time. Oh, sorry, you were NBN, of course, because yeah. you were tracing my my first turn spinal i'm like yep. modded spinal what do you oh, oh wait a minute uh. this is and, and tmi you could chain it tmi could yep. uh, tmi he could res it and sting me and then i'd de-res it and they'd sting me again it was just ridiculous yeah but a uh, spinal is a cheap console you get two recurring credits which is huge yeah it's only downfall is if you get traced during a run and you lose it you get brain damage you get a it's, permanent it brain is damage. only during a run though yeah, so right. stuff like punitive Counter Strike or mid <laughs> mid-seasons replacements or whatever, those don't count. That's right. So it's you're only running when you get yeah, traced so like, during a run. So you have at, some amount yeah, of control. But you're on the razor's edge. You're like, you oh, know, yeah. you, you, it's yeah. it's like it's very anarch to me, and I like yeah. it. And yeah. it comes, it's like cheap, like four bucks. Yeah, I'll I'll plug something into my spine so yeah. I can go on the internet better. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. High risk is definitely an anarch thing, which is cool. Yeah, um, and, and very grindery, like yeah. the grinder subculture of you know. It's starting now, but people are putting chips and crap in their bodies. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. very like very anarch. Like yeah. I, I, I kind of like it. punk yeah. rock. It, it's, yes. it's a little bit punk rock. Yeah, it's good. Um, and then the other two consoles emphasize kind of the other two big things that runners are about. One thing they've been about since the beginning of the game, and then another thing which is kind of new. Obviously, from the beginning, especially with that identity of noise, like anarchs have more viruses and more stuff involving viruses and than, better viruses and better viruses yep. than any other faction in the game. Yep, which Hands again down. ties back to their ability to destroy stuff. I mean, it's kind of interesting that at least, I mean, um, 
early on, like the two, the first two Anarch identities, Noise and Wizard, like they kind of are representative of what Anarch is, was Definitely. about at that point, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, what's one? All about viruses. The other one, oh, it's money to trash to stuff, to yeah. destroy stuff. So it's kind of like, oh, that actually manifests kind of what the faction is about very well. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, all the identities kind of do if you look at it, but those ones are like super obvious about yeah. it. Um, Grimoire, I mean, if you're running a virus deck, it's great. Yeah. And then the new one, the Deep Red, is all about the Kaisas, which has obviously been an Anarch thing in the spin cycle specifically. It's all those goofy chess piece programs that move around the board and do different stuff. And that is a uh, a jab at Deep Blue, correct? Is that Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Totally. Cool. Yeah. Deep Red. Deep Blue being the the, the, the chess winning the robot. IBM supercomputer yeah. that was the first computer that beat Gary Kasparov in 95 or 96. In like the 90s. Yeah. 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 And then that was supposed to be the first step of Skynet. But <laughs> it's like fine. it's like uh, computers like if we can beat them in chess, we got them. Yeah. It's like that's all we yeah, need. Yeah, it turns out that was maybe not so big. But now Boston Dynamics, yes. that is actually the first step towards yes, Skynet. Yes. Uh, if you put a Deep Blue brain in that weird speedy Jaguar thing that Boston Dynamics has. That's, oh, that's something that night, yeah, yeah. nightmares are made out of. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. If you've listened to um, Idle Thumbs, the other, the, the primary podcast on this network, who kindly let us have a weird super Little corner. hacker corner, um, there's continual Fear. updates <laughs> about the horror, the, the, the impending future now that Google fucking bought yep. Boston Dynamics is that we're basically done. <laughs> I mean, maybe we'll be okay because we've been dealing with like Dealing with computers and hazards and hacking so much that maybe <laughs> they'll, they'll they'll keep us around as like familiars or something. Yeah, like something pets. like that. Yeah, yeah I, I can yeah. see that. Yeah, we'll, we'll we will we will be the homunculus yeah. for all the <laughs> for the Google's terrible robot future. Um, uh, programs. Right. What 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 are the defining Anarch programs? Well, as far probably as parasites. Yeah, like, par- yeah, like like that. That's that, there. That's kind of the boring way to go. I think. Yeah. I like I like I like big crazy stuff and I love I love Morningstar. <laughs> like I know I I know everybody's worried about playing it and they should be because it's a it's a big MU investment. It's, it's two MU and it's five strength. Five, it's five strength. It can't be boosted. No. So that's kind of the other defining thing about the Anarchs program suite is that almost all of their breakers, aside from Corroder, because Are, they they have the best crackers. That's right. But aside from that, almost all of their icebreakers are all fixed strength. Fixed strength, which is Pretty massive in a game yeah. with this much variance yeah. in strength. So Morningstar is what? I think it's five. Eight, it's five strength. Five strength. Eight, eight to, to bring install. out. Yeah. yeah. But for one credit, it breaks any all number. All barrier. It's like Yagi. It's like y- yeah. the Yag of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which makes so if Curtain Wall, for example, is not the first piece of ice, <laughs> all you need is one data sucker token. You're getting through that thing for, for one for buck, a buck and a token, which is. Bananas. Yeah, yeah. But you need to set yourself up into a position where that's going to work. Yeah, I totally. Think. But I do. I I like it. It's it's a big. It's a big smash. I like. I, I like that kind of stuff. I kind of like it too. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. I I I wish it was played more. It's it's one of those cards and like oh good old Morningstar. Yeah. Actually, in one tourney I saw a Morningstarosaurus and I was like that is awesome. Yes, there's a Morningstar yes. on a dinosaur, <laughs> which I, puts almost everything within yeah. reach. And it was it, it it was cool. Yeah, I like the idea I of approve. it. Yeah, I approve. I approve of cool. that. Um, obviously, for me, one of the very big fundamental everybody bloody runs it, defining Anarch cards. I mean, it's it's almost not an Anarch card just because everybody runs it so much. But Data Sucker, oh, Data is Sucker, humongous, I, right? I think Data Sucker is one of those cards that's like we should have made it too. <laughs> I, I, I know, I know, it, it just fits so well everywhere. Yeah, and it's like I'm always like, oh, this deck's good, but you can put in some Data Suckers, it'd be even better. It's yeah. one of those like, now, aside from like the the rarest of. of of decks where like MU is really 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 tight. Yeah. Aside from that, it's like 
Yeah, just about any program suite is better off with the data sucker too. Yeah, and 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 I really hate it when because people t- dump them in Kate uh, and in Mac Mac decks yeah. all the time. Yeah, and then she's like, oh, it's 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 free. It's not even costing me anything yep. to just have this thing that just dumps on you all game. Yep. So yeah, definitely yep. that is that is one hell of a anarch card. It is. Um, Imp, Imp is also a big defining. I think it's, it's again going back to the ability to destroy stuff. Like it's a big, it it also captures that very well. Yeah, that was one of those new, oh neat, uh, new netrunner player moments for me. Was when yeah. it's like it can trash stuff that can't be trashed. That's cool, but it can also trash stuff that can be trashed and you just can't afford to. Yeah, and that's very anarch too. Yeah, totally. it's like oh I'm broke, but I can yeah. still mess with these guys. Yeah, and, so, and blast like saving five bucks to get rid of a sand sand. I'll, yeah, Amazing. Yeah, do that all day long. Yeah, sure. yeah, it is it is awesome. Um, how about resources? Resource. Uh, um, they. Okay, I find that uh, liberated accounts is a strange card for them to have, unless unless un- un- unless I theme it like, oh, okay, so they just got all this money and they're just kind of like taking a holiday and just you know, just don't even getting care. It? I, getting it, I guess. I yeah. Guess. Yeah, liberated account is definitely it is. I guess the thing about it that how it fits back into the anarch theme, it's definitely high risk, right? Yeah. Like it's big investment. Yeah. What? And what six, it? Bucks six, six bucks to install it. And then it gets 16 credits on it, and then it's one click to get four credits. Four back. So you can get yep. a ton of money. It's a super Armitage code busting. Yeah. Like, yeah, basically. If you got the money. Yeah. But if you put it out late, if you put it out on, like, your last click or something, because you want to be able to, like, say, scoop 12 bucks out of it and then run, the corporation blows it up, somehow manages to tag you and blows you up, then you're in sad town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that that's like the sir, your your card's been declined moment. Of, yes. of, of of the anarch. Yeah. But no, how, like how, how, what what kind of resonated for you for? Uh, data link reversal. Oh, I love is, that card. I'm in love with. I, I, I know you are. I, love I that know card. you are. But that that is again like high risk, high reward thing, right? Where it's like you have to be tagged to use it. Yeah. But if you are, just one click and the corporation just is discards something from R and D. Yeah. And you can just be like, and you use that in combination with another high risk, high reward card, Joshua B. Yep. Which gives you an extra click at the start of your turn, but at the end of your turn, you receive a tag. Yeah. But of course. If you're planning on using data link reversal, then you want you, you want, want to be tagged. tagged, and 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 vamp is the same thing. Vamp, yes. vamp is a big choke strategy. I love vamp. Vamp, right. vamp too. Yeah. So there's a yeah. yeah there's and, a and Joshua B is a great thematic. He's like he's a famous guy that turns your arm into a robot arm. So yeah. they're gonna know that you got it. So yep. they they that's why you have this tag. Yeah. It's like oh, it says Joshua B on your arm, <laughs> right? Like I love we it. We know where you've been. Yeah. Great. Yeah, great stuff. Cool. All that high risk, high reward stuff is. Pretty boss. Yeah, and, and and I think this also helps new players come on because they're like, well, well, are you are you a chicken shit? Which is there's no shame in that. Then right. Anarch might not be the faction for you. Yeah, it definitely. Yeah, it is. It is a very. You can't. A, you can't just play them safe. Safe. You can't I, play I them think. safe, and you don't. You kind of got to do some unusual things. Yeah. Like a lot of the strongest anarch builds are about doing something risky or doing something weird or whatever. Yeah. And that's. It's not. My bag exactly, right. but I, it's interesting. I do love it because it's like blaze of glory, <laughs> yeah, all the time. Like when you lose, you're gonna lose hard, and yeah. it's gonna be like, oh, I left a crater, right? <laughs> right. I, 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 I do kind of like that. Yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah, I'm mean, gonna really talk about it, but obviously the other very big thing thematically in Anarchs is they're all about attacking the archive, sure. so to speak, right? Like right. Noises Identity puts cards in the archive, Data Link Reversal puts stuff in the archives, Keyhole, Retrieval Run lets yeah. you make a run in the archives, and instead of taking the program, instead of taking any cards, you just install a program from your own heap for free, which is which is a good way to get out that giant expensive morning star. There we go, yeah, that's right. Um, 
So that's kind of the other bit of their theme. And the, like the more because it's so easy to leave the archives naked early on, it's 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 interesting that they have actual strategy that can be applied to exploiting that, right? Yeah. I mean, you only rarely need to protect your archives, especially now with Jackson Howard. <laughs> yeah. So it's well, interesting that they yeah. have tools to actually make that a thing that's and you I actually have to worry and about. And I do love that every uh, Shaper faction is represented by the Centrals. R&D, you got the Shaper. Yes. HQ, you got the Crim. Yeah. And uh, Archive, you got the Archive. Yeah, it's cool. It's There's all this like kind of quiet, but when you stop and look at it, you're like, oh, yeah, they have like a set of good thematic design they thought principles about this. that they yeah. can use to, that then manifest in the cards in different ways, right? Yeah. Like, it's not a constraint per se, but it feels like that's that's a that's a very healthy thing to do design-wise because it, just, oh, yeah. it gives you, like, some of the... I mean, this has probably been y'all's experience, too, but definitely, like, some of the best design comes out of constraints, right? If it's yeah. just, like, design whatever you want, then you're kind of like, <laughs> your uh, Your project's going to fail. Actually, I have a quick anecdote about... Uh, sorry, a- anecdote about that. Uh, the game I'm working on now, um, I wasn't constrained by art size, mm. and I was lost. Really? I was lost. I'm like, no, no, no. I want to know like how big I should be doing stuff so I can draw it all at the same thing. Yeah. And um, it was kind of like, well, it can be any size. I'm like, no, don't, don't say that. Like, you literally, you literally won't get any work out of yeah. me. Like, and I actually needed that constraint to work yeah. on. And it's the same thing. That's why influence is so cool in Netrunner. Right. It's like this is your constraint, but you can play in it. Yeah. And cross your a, factions. A player facing constraint. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Very cool stuff. Yep. Well, now now for Jesse's other delight. Yes, the, the Wayland Corporation. My favorite corporation. And I, I love Wayland because there is zero subtlety. I, yes. I find Wayland is either on or off. Yeah. Um, you're, it's like it's brute force. And yeah. if brute force can't win, you're just not using enough of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if if Jinteki is like a razor-honed katana <laughs> yeah. that, is, that is wielded with grace and precision... <laughs> Uh, Wayland is like a like a six foot long claymore, yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or, or yeah, a big old maul, yeah, that I, is just meant to bludgeon someone into s- submission. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is agenda wise? Agenda. What is what is the Wayland agenda that you feel is c- current representative? Currently, um, I, I think government contracts for yep. me is is the yep. is awesome because yeah. it's. Thematically, it's great. The pitch is great. It's yep. got some guy lays it back. It's hard to lose a government contract. Yep. Sit back, make all the money you want, and then just beat him to death with money. Yep. It's very, very yeah. cool. I mean, there's kind of two things at a very high level that Wayland is especially about. Right. Getting a ton of money <laughs> and, and doing a ton of meat damage. Yeah, you're blowing up your house. <laughs> yep. Right. Yeah. Um, because aside from, I think, Flair which is an NBN sentry mm-hmm. that blows up a piece of hardware and deals two meat damage. I think that is the only non-Wayland card in the game yeah, that I'm, currently deals meat damage. And plus, that's dealing meat damage by, like, blowing up their toaster. Right. Like, like Wayland doesn't have time for that. Right. They, they'll just remove your apartment from the building right. with, like, with a forklift or something. <laughs> and send it to space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, um, you're right. Like, a meat damage is a big thing, especially with punitive counter-strike now. We don't even need tags. Wayland yeah. can just hammer you with money and yeah, it's be crazy. senseless. Yeah. Yep. And the other, the other big thing that Wayland, I mean, especially now in the spin cycle, there's a bunch more of this in general. But for a long time, and this again fits with their uh, do anything to succeed <laughs> presentation. Yeah. Is Wayland got still has the most cards and tools, whatever, that give them bad publicity. Yeah. Right. So th- again, the agenda wise, hustle takeover. Love it. Love hustle takeover. It's it just two to, two to score it, so you can score it out of hand. Just one agenda point, but. Gives you seven bucks, and then you take a bad publicity. How cool is that? Which is 
Yeah, if that's if that's not Wayland, I don't know what is. <laughs> it's great, and yeah, just the theme of it. It's like wow, it's like it's bad pub. It's a big dick move, and it's like Wayland just doesn't care. They're like, just, I'm, I'm gonna go take a bath in and, my my dollars. Now. Yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, tomorrow we'll we'll geothermally frack apart the ocean yeah. and uh, get some more oil that way. Like, yeah. it's it's very very cool. Yeah, that is definitely. I love. I like. About. I love their like. I, lo- I I love their agendas. Yeah, basically, that's all I can say on that. Okay, right? they're all pretty boss. Yep. Um, asset wise, um, I think none. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think because I, I mean, oh, for what it's, it's worth, Wayland has fewer uh, assets than anyone. I'm else thinking there. upgrades. I'm sorry, yeah, you're right. No, right. Wayland like... has three assets total. Oh yeah. There's Elizabeth Mills. <laughs> right. There's a dedicated response team, and there's security subcontract. Subcontract. Yeah. And that's it. That's all of them. Yeah. Um, and so they're all cool their own ways. I mean, Elizabeth Mills is interesting because... She gets it, rid of the bad pub. Yeah, she gets rid of the bad publicity. And she can still blow up a house. Yep. Yeah, you um, can trash her. Yeah, there's, there aren't many location cards. But again, it's kind of a thing that the more locations there are, the more useful it becomes. Yeah. So Elizabeth Mills, yeah, it's just... I think she's even free? Free Therese? Uh, I think she's actually two. If I if oh, okay. if I had to say something, she, like because I, I remember I actually used her last time I played with her, mm. and um I, I ended up having to spend something, and I wasn't too happy about that. Oh okay, yeah, but it is currently uh, only one of three I think ways to get rid of bad, uh, bad publicity, and the other two are yeah. So she's so two she's two to res. Um, and the other two are both agendas. Yep. Being veterans program, which is the a new agenda in the spin cycle, which is just. Three points to advance gives you one point and removes two bad publicity, which is cool. But that one's neutral, so anybody can use that. Yep. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, dedicated response team is actually a cool. It's it's a mean card. Asset. I like it. I like it. A I like runner it. has to be tagged, and it's two to res. But if if when it's resed, um, at the end of a successful run, if they're tagged, if the runner is tagged, they take two meat damage. These guys come by their house and beat them up. Yeah. That's awesome. So what is interesting is actually I haven't I haven't made it super great, but of course I tried to splash this <laughs> in Genteki, uh replicating perfection. Right. The white, because yeah. they have to run your centrals before they can run any of your remotes. So and say you happen to have a bunch of data ravens or even hunters or something. Yeah. So they run through, they pick up the tag. Right after they pick up the tag, you just go yep, flip, flip your dedicated, dedicated dedicated response teams. If you've got two on the board... Yeah, that's taken for me damage. That's pretty, that's that's pretty boss. Yeah, they, they're not going to bother running to trash because that'll be another successful run, and that'll yeah. be another two. So yeah. I mean, if it, yeah, so the thing about dedicated response team is it's at the end of a successful run. So if you can run on it and trash Blow it, up, it, it's you're fine. You don't take the damage. Yeah, but they, if you have more than one, it isn't the most crazy powerful card yeah. ever, which would be like some super Hokusai grid that yeah. Wayland would get. But yeah, yeah, that would be insane. Yeah. Um, operations is basically. The opposites <laughs> of assets. Yeah, they are heavy they, on the operations. Yeah, Wayland has a ton of operations, which makes sense because one of their identities is about getting more money yep. from transaction operations. Yeah. Um, and so, of course, like from from the gate, just the most the most Wayland of Wayland operations is just good old Beanstalk royalties. Yeah, right? Beanstalk royalties is is it, it, it you just get that, three bucks. That finds that's such a good card. It finds its way everywhere. Yeah, like and totally. It's only one influence. And if you're playing the core Wayland identity, it's four. You get four. It's like a free hedge fund. Yeah, like it's crazy. And, and and then hedge fund is an even better hedge. Yeah, fund. it's five. And then you restructure, restructure six. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, for operations. operations well, we got, of course, we got now with punitive, which yep. is awesome. Uh, come punch in the face. We, have, we we can blow up your house if we're Wayland, yep. which is which is awesome. Um, there, uh, I like their 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 other thing, like the, like using their putting their money to good use. Uh, uh, 
like in advancements, which like shipment from Kaguya Kaguya does, yeah. which is you, you put play it and you put two separate advancements onto two different cards. Yep. And although it's kind of weird to make work, yeah. I I do like what that is. Like yeah. that's and it's zero, so it doesn't cost you anything. Yeah, so, so you're saving yeah. two bucks, I guess. Yeah. Right and it there. ties into the other thing that Wayland. Yeah, also ex- exclusively has, at least thus far, they're the only faction that has advanceable, advanceable ice. ice. Yeah. It's like turning money into, like, mainline power. Like, yeah. just turning money into winning. I yeah. like it. Which is what their other identity does. And again, the the game does a very good job of having the identities kind of manifest what the factions really are about. Yeah, uh, if you have a good grasp, a good handle on early basic Netrunner, and you take a look at all the IDs, yeah. you can get a flavor of what you're getting into. Yeah, that tells you exactly what all those different factions are about yeah yeah it's cool yeah very good stuff um ice ice um ice ice i love uh i love archer i always will even yeah. even even yep. when, even when everyone's running sharpshooter and i just cry when i get it yeah um, i love hadrian's wall and now i really like curtain wall i yes. just like big will, like yeah they have the strongest the barriers barriers like they just their barriers just own and yeah. like even ice wall ice wall is like a bonk but it's still like it's a wayland bonk we can yeah. make this ice wall into like seven strength you want to yeah. do, 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 yeah. do you want to take me on have you yeah. seen my pile the pile of money i played from <laughs> right like <laughs> plunk, 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 yeah plunk. I, I yeah so awesome barriers and barriers is like barriers stop the runner yeah we need to stop the runner that, yep that all works out yeah it is cool that is the other thing that yeah not doesn't still i don't think gets a ton of play but I don't know why, so it's really good, is Swarm. Ooh, Swarm. Yeah, the, the Illicit Ice. Yes, the yeah. Illicit Ice. So it's eight bucks to res, which is a lot. Yep. And it doesn't have any subroutines not, on it by sorry, default. It's, it's not a lot. It's not a lot for When you're Wayland, it's like... It's like <laughs> That's what happens. That's normal. <laughs> yeah. Um, it doesn't have any subroutines on it by default, but for every advancement counter it has on it, it gets a subroutine that is the runner trashes a program... Oh, no, sorry. It's trash a program... Unless the runner spends three bucks. Three bucks, yeah. So you have four advancements on that. The runner's going to start losing stuff unless they pay 12 <laughs> bloody credits. That's insane. Yeah, and it's a five-strength century. Yes, and it's a five-strength century. It's, it's beefy. So, it's not some, like, Fenris. Yes, yeah, and <laughs> every single time is another credit the runner has to spend to break it. Yeah. Like, uh, a, a, a super high-advanced... Swarm sucks. I mean, the only <laughs> thing it obviously doesn't do is end the run, right? Nope. So, it, but he'll wish like, it ended. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the only the only time when swarm doesn't do what it needs to do is like runners at five points. Yep. They don't care. They just need to get in and snag that last agenda. Sure. Of course, it happens to be a one point agenda, and they just blew away their entire rig for nothing. Yep. And then they're very very sad. Yeah, I I I haven't even managed to use it properly yet, but I, I like I really want to. It's yeah. very very appealing. Well, I mean, the nice thing about swarm. Given the ubiquity of ice wall, is people think <laughs> you're ice walling. It's an ice wall, or you're or you're, or you're shadowing, like yeah, yeah, or maybe great. shadow, right? So like, ah, I can deal with that, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's five advancements yeah. on this swarm. Yeah, deal with it. Yeah, Wayland is also, I think they have so much money they've managed to make some of the worst ice in the game. Like, yeah. like we're talking uh, salvage. A tyrant yeah. woodcutter, like we just can't make them work properly yet. Ty- <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> I I mean woodcutter's still kind of janky. Like again, the fact that you can just add more subroutines is, is power is nice. Yeah. Because there's no cheap way to get past that unless it's a, like yeah, because those aren't those aren't code gates. So there's like all of uh, I, I guess maybe you could slam through tyrant with a morning star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's right. Yeah. In the most unlikely of interactions <laughs> ever. But aside from that, like each new subroutine basically means the runner's going to be spending one more credit, yep. which is often not the case with one more point of strength, mm-hmm. which is nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know if 
people are more. I, I, I get woodcutters not amazing, but people are more down on Tyrant than I think they should be. Yeah, okay. I, I, it'd be great to see a Tyrant rise up, you know, and just like yeah. with Amazon Industrials on. Yeah. Speaking definitely. of upgrades, upgrades. They, they have great upgrades. Yes, they have yes, super they upgrades. Do. Um, what's your favorite? Um, I think well, or most iconic, most resilient. Well, now, now since it's like a, such a direct, like there's no subtlety in it. It's off the grid. Yes, off the grid ah, is like I love off the grid. So you make a remote server and no one can run on it. Yeah, like it, it's, it's six bucks to res. Six bucks to so res. It's super expensive and its splash is. I think three? it's two. It could be three. It could be three. I'll, I think it's I'll, three. I'll go to check, but explain what the card um, does. Yeah. So basically, once off the grid is resed, it, it's on a remote server, and that remote cannot be run. Uh, yeah, so it's three. Yep. Um, that remote cannot be run, period. And if the runner makes, makes a successful run on HQ, then uh, off the grid it's is trash. immediately trash. Immediately and trash. it's not unique. So hypothetically, you could have multiple off the grids in play at once. I mean, granted, they'd all be vulnerable to a single HQ run. That's true. But if you put like an oversighted archer and then in front of an oversighted curtain, curtain wall... wall. You could probably be relatively comfortable that it, no one's getting into HQ for a while. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And and I, I love it because it's like it's like direct. It's like no, no, you can't trick your way into this. Yeah. You just can't get there. Yeah. Like it's it's like a dead stop. Yeah. And lo- thematically, it's just like no one knows where it is. Nobody can get to it. You got to break into the headquarters to figure out to figure where out the it is. I mean, we kind of talked about this. Yeah, yeah, we, we did. But I, like, I think it upgraded. It's like it's like it's like muscle. It's yeah. it's it's a dead stop. It's yeah. very cool. Yeah, off the grid is cool, and it's very cool to splash as well. Oh, I bet. It's a thing. Yeah. Like I, there was a HP deck I tried for a while that was fun, where you just use both oversight AI and bio efficiency nice. research to just put this iron <laughs> mountain on HQ, <laughs> and then you just leave the, the off the grid is the only thing you have in a remote, and then you just keep scoring out of that. Because, oh, that's cool. I mean, of course, the one downside to off the grid is if they're playing criminal or they have some crazy splash, sneak door, they can, and they get in through sneak sure, door, sure. then your thing. But that's up. why the game's so good. That's right. right. Yep. I, yeah. Um, and then the other Wayland upgrade that I I like a lot that doesn't see a ton of play um, is Simone Diego. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. She's four to res, yep. and she gives you two reoccurring credits to use to advance any cards, cards yeah. in uh, on the server. The server, yeah. So that includes both ice on the server and cards on the server itself. Yep. Which means you're not, if, if you're putting, if you're scoring agendas in the server that Simone is on, you're not paying to score those agendas, which actually is a big freaking deal. Yeah. Um, I remember the um, the very last game I played in the, the Netrunner tournament PAX Prime last August, the final round was against, I was playing against a guy who was playing Wayland, and he probably got eight, nine free bucks out of Simone Diego. Wow. So he could just afford to keep rezzing all the gigantic ice because he wasn't losing any money scoring. Which is actually a pretty big deal. It doesn't seem like you're like, oh yeah, scoring. You know, you don't really think that scoring actually has an economy cost to it. You sure. think it's just like a time and risk that the runner is going to steal yeah. it. But you actually you have to give up money to do yeah. that. The cost is really only worth five. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you, have you, pay, pay you have to pay two, two to, get, to yeah. get it. And yeah, you don't. At least in my head, that that wasn't necessarily. No, oh, I, yeah, shit, I. You're losing a lot of money there. Yeah. I, I, well, that's like a oh they they ran on my investment. Or or they or, or they or they didn't run on my trap, and I've still spent all this money investing in it. Like yeah. the money didn't come into play until quite recently, when I'm like, oh Jesus, this is expensive to res this thing. Yeah, it's expensive exactly. 
put agendas forward. Yeah, when someone steals an agenda that had three advancements on it, they got points, but they also basically made you waste three bucks for yeah. nothing. Yeah, yeah. Which very... is non-trivial. And it's cool. Uh, and, and the sysops, the system operators, I'm assuming that's what they're... Yeah. Um, they, they're very interesting cards in general, and yeah. the Simone Diego's a very cool one, and very, very thematically properly. In, yeah, uh, yeah. It's cool. Waylon, yep. Anything else? Wayland's on the delight. Wayland side, well, we have we have a uh, we well, we kind of went through all the deals ice. We have agendas. We have yeah. Uh, Wayland is just so easily splashable because every yes, every deck can use a beanstalk royalties right yeah. like or an ice wall. An ice wall, yeah. It's a I like that they're they're cross faction a lot and yeah. also being in faction like you can just pound a guy into the ground. Yeah. Um, it's 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 a fun it's a fun deck and also I think it's very uh, I, I remember a, a total new player came with his father at our, at our first tournament actually and he didn't have a deck. Mm. And I said, well, here, play with this. He said, here, play with this. And uh, he's like, uh, so what do I do? I'm like, well, it's got three snares. It's got this. And I showed show him very, very briefly what it was. Mm. He's like, okay, I think I get it. And um, he came in pretty low, but he loved it. Nice. That's he, awesome. He's, yeah, he had a great time with it. And Sweet. it was it's very easy for new players to get that. That's awesome. Yeah. So, cool. Yeah. Okay, well, let's do a couple of reader mails super quick, and then we can wrap up. Yep. Um, so this one was from... I'm probably going to pronounce it super wrong. <laughs> Here so we I'm go. Sorry in advance. Uh, Wei Liang's son said, Hey guys, just want to say I'm a fan of your podcast. It's funny. I learn a lot and your love of the game always comes across. Uh, just listened to your latest episode and wanted to share an idea I had about HB. Um, seems like HB has this very minor theme of getting cards back from the archives, which is true. Yep. You know, Howler, uh, Director Haas's Pet Project, Vitruvius, and Archive Memories all do this. Um I'm just going to ignore Jackson Howard for the moment. Uh, anyway, I've been playing with a cerebral imaging deck that intentionally puts a lot of cards into the archives, protecting them with Hudson, then getting exactly the card it needs with archive memories in turns. Unfortunately, this deck hasn't been working too well. Do you have any ideas to make it better, or do you think it needs more support to be viable? Um, that, that, well, that, 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 that's a crazy deck. You can use Panic Button. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that is true, Panic Button. So, so it's, what's, what's the problem he's running into? He, I think he was... Um, he didn't specify what the problem oh, was. Okay. He was saying he's... he's Using cerebral imaging um, to get a ton of cards, but then I guess spend some of the money and then just discard what he wants and then pull back exactly what he needs to make so, combos. So it feels like he's doing trying to do two things here. He's, he's using yeah. the archives as another super hand. I guess. Okay. Um, and it seems like kind of the upside of cerebral imaging is you don't need to do that, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like you can have just a gigantic humongo hand that you just keep hanging on to. Until you actually just use the stuff from it, it, like you'd probably almost be better off using a different HB identity, and then using all the uh, all the recursion. Yeah, uh, sure. You know, green level clearance or Jackson Howard or whatever to overdraw, get rid of the stuff you need, and having having like a good variety of single cards in the archives, and then using that to pull back what you need at the right moment. Because I mean, aside from aggressive negotiation, there's barely any tutoring in the corpse side at all, like way, way less than the runner yep. side, right? So being able to just like throw a one or two of yeah, into the archives cool. and just like grab it when you need it, if you ever need it, like just have, if you have archive memories, then just sitting in your, in your archives could be a cyberdex trial yep. and a, it can be all the, a, a freelancer, a closed accounts, whatever. And then when the situation warrants, like a bunch of situational Cards and then he's like, oh, okay, the runner's tagged. Sweet, time to pull back that closed account. And yeah, drop I like it. I, that's and, and also Hudson on the archives is kind of <clears> funny because I guess they only get to access one of those cards. I the, guess. So the way Hudson on the archives apparently works, according to various right. clarifications from Fantasy Flight, is if Hudson's on the archives and the runner doesn't break it, they still get to look at all the cards, but they can only steal one. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So if there were like 
four different agendas in there. They, they can, can only take the one. the one. Right, okay. I mean, granted, that probably just means they're going to keep running it over and over again. Yeah. But I guess if you've got <laughs> interns or whatever, you could then hurry and scoop them back out yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, that That's an interesting deck type. I, I, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Using I, it I as archives like, Corp, that's cool. As like a almost like a storage facility, which I guess kind of makes sense for a set of archives. Yep. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Cool. Uh, another one from um, Donald Bubbins. He said, After Worlds, I found that my meta had been trying a lot of new deck types. Uh, archetypes that people had never played before because in Worlds, obviously, there was a lot of fast advance in Andromeda. And BNBN, right? BN, yep. Um, are you finding the same thing in your meta slash area? Um, I mean, it's always been kind of different around here anyway it seems yeah. like it seems like yeah. there, there was never a moment when oh god everybody was playing a fast advance or whatever i mean obviously when regionals rolled around and stuff people would go with the the decks i mean these are probably just like worlds that are more consistent yeah I which is it. i mean that's kind of the strength of fast advance and andromeda anyway right yeah well yeah like like you you those decks win so people play those decks in worlds uh but I find Netrunner too fun to just play it for winning. I, yeah. I, I'm like, if, if I make something weird, I, like, I played against a good friend of mine, Brody, last week, and I nailed him with this Waylon muck, Muckracker, and it was, like, the sweetest play ever. Really? I splashed Muckracker, and he face-planted in Muckracker. He got, like, five tags, and he was just, he just couldn't keep up, and I ended up getting blown up his house. But uh, awesome. But I was like, I couldn't, if I was, if I just sat down every time I played you, for example, mm. and I was running NBN Fast and Andy, like I'm sorry, I would be bored. And yeah. playing Andy, like I, I did play Andy, but I, I, it's kind of boring. Yeah. And I don't like being bored, especially in tourneys. Like the, yeah. you already have, you have all this pressure and all this like intensity, and like you're trying to be friendly and stuff. If I was also bored playing my, deck, right. I'd have a pretty crummy <laughs> Just time. Just doing the, it's like oh, gonna get a Corroder, a Ninja, yeah. and a Gordian Data Suckers, and then here we're gonna go. Yeah, and it looks like they're already in my nine opening hand. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I just, yeah, so it seems like it's always been kind of goofy around here. Yeah, it is. It is definitely goofy around here. Yeah. yeah, but I think broadly, like the more different approaches people take, the more interesting the game gets. That's yeah, yeah, better for everybody. Yep, for sure. Um, and then finally, question from Quinns. Oh, he came Last back. He's, he's here in spirit. Excellent. Oh, he's here. He's you can hear him whispering <laughs> in the wind. Um, you two talk about games you played with strangers, newbies, pros. Why no talk about the matches with one another? What's the real story here? He's making this sound a lot more intense than it probably yeah. is. I would, uh, we talk about it occasionally, I think, yeah. but yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Me, like, playing playing each other, uh, if, if you play someone a lot, you end up actually kind of getting them yeah. to a way. You, you know their play styles, you know what, like when to maybe run or when to maybe not run or yeah. what that card might be. Uh, when me and Nels play, I find Nels appreciates the. If I had to say, like, I'll I'll do a bit on you because that'll be that that'll make okay. more sense. Me talking about how I, how I play. Um, whenever I play Nels, Nels Nels appreciates everything about the game. That includes the clever stuff he's done and the clever stuff his opponent does. <laughs> and it's 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 pretty awesome when like you actually do something and it's really good and. They feel good for you too. Yeah, I, totally. And uh, it's so so that's like I have a great time playing against Nels. I just I'm tired of playing them in tourneys because we play each other enough. <laughs> yeah, probably that. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I think that kind of cuts both ways. Like Jesse's play is usually very, very excited. Like regardless of what's going down, it's ne- you you never play against Jesse and have a bad game. Like even if you just get smoked, which unquestionably has happened before, or even if you do the thing where he's running a spinal modem and you put five points of brain damage on him and you still lose. Um, 
it's still satisfying. I mean, may, maybe it's maybe it's stories like you took five points of brain damage and still won. Maybe that's why we don't talk about it. Very yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, we do need to throw down more soon. Yeah, definitely. Um, Relatedly, yep. if anyone wants to throw down with you or me or a bunch of other people, they can next Saturday. Well, I guess when this airs, it will probably be the upcoming Saturday, February 1st. We are hosting another tournament here in Vancouver, BC, um, Saturday, February first, uh, at ten. Registration at ten thirty, and then the tournament itself starts at eleven. Um, the address is one ninety three Aquarius Muse. I don't expect anyone to remember that. <laughs> uh, just go to term seven dot wordpress dot com, and there's the sweet flyer that Jesse made that has the information on there. Um, we're not doing like Eventbrite pre registration tickets this time because that like four people ever got them and it just seems like it's unnecessary overhead so instead just show up uh fr friday but yeah saturday february 1st we're gonna throw down it's gonna be awesome and uh we're gonna have a good time um beyond that uh if anyone has any thoughts questions feedback whatever as always you can always email us at terminal7 at idlethumbs.net we are on twitter at term7 and both of those it's the uh, it's the numeral seven not the not spelled out um but most importantly thanks to our recording engineer matthew martinson uh for once again helping us have the podcast not sound not sound awful and most 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 importantly of the most important thing <laughs> matt just released an ep um in addition to being a sound engineer recording engineer audio lord um he also does some music and in this case it's kind of a dark ambient electronic music which is actually rather thematically appropriate yeah. for netrunner um folks should definitely check it out it's at matt esq m-a-t-t-e-s-q-u-e dot bandcamp.com and of course as always thanks to ed harrison for the use of his song tin soldiers from his neo tokyo soundtrack it is as we've said many times before is fantastic absolutely people should should go for a, a twofer Van that's camp right, that's party. Right. Yeah. Um, and Ed's Harrison stuff is at edharrison.bandcamp.com. Sweep weeks. Oh, yes. Sweep, sweep weeks. Jeez, that's a sweep it's, weeks. It's, it's it's not even a tongue twister. I'm just having a problem saying sweep weeks. Sweep, sweep, 